Thank you for joining us at the First Baptist Church of Coleraine, Massachusetts, as Pastor Jim Rennie continues to faithfully challenge and encourage us in the Word. And it is our prayer that this message will encourage the believer and bring the unbeliever closer to a saving knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. All right, we are studying through the book of Daniel. So I'd like you to turn to chapter 9. There's some Bibles in the pew. If you didn't bring one, I'm going to read the first 19 verses. It's in two parts, this chapter. Reading from verse 1. In the first year of Darius, son of Xerxes, a Mede by descent, who was made ruler over the Babylonian kingdom, in the first year of his reign, I, Daniel, understood from the scriptures, according to the word of the Lord given to Jeremiah, the prophet, that the desolation of Jerusalem would last 70 years. So I turned to the Lord God and pleaded with him in prayer and petition, in fasting and in sackcloth and ashes. I prayed to the Lord, my God, and confessed, O Lord, the great and awesome God, who keeps his covenant of love with all who love him and obey his commands. We have sinned and done wrong. We have been wicked and have rebelled. We have turned away from your commands and laws. We have not listened to your servants, the prophets, who spoke in your name by our kings, our princes, and our fathers, to all the people of the land. Lord, you are righteous, but this day we are covered with shame. The men of Judah and people of Jerusalem and all Israel, both near and far, and all the countries where you have scattered us because of our unfaithfulness to you, O oh Lord, we and our kings, our princes, and our fathers are covered with shame because we have sinned against you. The Lord our God is merciful and forgiving, even though we have rebelled against him. We have not obeyed the Lord our God or kept the laws he gave us through his servants, the prophets, all Israel has transgressed your law and turned away, refusing to obey you. Therefore, the curses and sworn judgments written in the law of Moses, the servant of God, have been poured out on us because we have sinned against you. You have fulfilled the word spoken against us, and against our rulers by bringing upon us great disaster. Under the whole heaven, nothing has ever been done like what has been done to Jerusalem. Just as it has been written in the law of Moses, all this disaster has come upon us, yet we have not sought the, father, the favor 
of the Lord our God by turning from our sins and giving attention to your truth. The Lord did not hesitate to bring the disaster upon us, for the Lord our God is righteous in everything he does, yet we have not obeyed him. Now, O Lord, our God, who brought your people out of Egypt with a mighty hand, who made for yourself a name that endures to this day, we have sinned, we have done wrong. O Lord, in keeping with all your righteous acts, turn away your anger and your wrath from Jerusalem, your city your holy hill. Our sins and the iniquities of our fathers have made Jerusalem and your people an object of scorn to all those around us. Now, our God, hear the prayers and petitions of your servant. For your sake, O Lord, look with favor on your desolate sanctuary Give ear, O God, and hear. Open your eyes and see the desolation of the city that bears your name. We do not make requests of you because we are righteous, but because of your great mercy. O Lord, listen. O Lord, forgive. O Lord, hear and act. For your sake, O oh my God, do not delay, because your city and your people bear your name. May God give us understanding of his word this morning. Amen. Let's open in a word of prayer. Father, we do need understanding of your word. We thank you again that we're able to be here. And help us to be tuned in to the message that we have prepared for each one of us, not just as a group, not just listening by radio or internet, but to us personally. We pray. Amen. Amen. So what we learn from this chapter in the book of Daniel, that God not only answers our prayers but he also gives insight as to what will happen in the future because God knows the future. No, no, we don't all know the future unless it's written in the word of God. We can know to a certain extent, but we don't really know what's going to happen tomorrow, do we? We don't know what's going to happen this afternoon. We know we're going to get lunch, hopefully, but you never know. Daniel, we know, was a prophet and a devout man of prayer. He knows... His fellow Jews had himself. They were in captivity in Babylon because of the sins committed by his people, the Jews, the people of Israel, Judah. They turned away from God to idolatry and didn't follow his commandments, which they knew. Daniel knew from reading the prophecies in the book of another 
prophet, Jeremiah, that God would punish Israel for their disobedience and would be enslaved for 70 years. This is an historical fact, but it was predicted way ahead of time before it happened by Jeremiah the prophet, and Daniel knew that. He knew the word of God. So this whole country, Jeremiah says, will become a desolate wasteland. And these nations will serve the king of Babylon 70 years. But when the 70 years are fulfilled, I will punish the king of Babylon and his nation, the land of the Babylonians, for their guilt, declares the Lord, and will make it desolate forever. Babylon, as we know, is the country of Iraq now. Daniel was living during this exile period for Israel. He also knew that the Jews' captivity would soon come to an end. So there was four more years before this prophecy was fulfilled by Jeremiah. He also said in uh, chapter 29, verse 10, this is what the Lord says. When 70 years are completed for Babylon, I will come to you and fulfill my gracious promise to bring you back to the land. What land is he referring to? Israel, the promised land. Amen? Daniel had been in Babylon, like I said, along with the other exiles, been there for 66 years. So there's only four more years remaining for that prophecy for Israel to return. It says... In verse 1 and 2, in the first year of Darius, son of Xerxes, the Mede by descent, who was made ruler over the Babylonian kingdom, in the first year of his reign, I, Daniel, understood from the scriptures, Jeremiah, according to the word of the Lord, Jeremiah the prophet, that the desolation of Jerusalem would last for 70 years. So what does Daniel do? Prayed. He was a man of prayer. He did what a man of prayer does, or a woman of prayer. They pray. No prayer, no power. No prayer, no answer to prayers. He prayed, and from verses 4 to 8, he acknowledges how the people of Israel had sinned greatly against the Lord. They had committed spiritual adultery by turning from the true and living God to worship false gods and idols, turned away from the true object of their faith, God. Be careful never to turn away from our true object of faith, which is Jesus Christ, amen, who is God. I and my Father are one, Jesus says. Israel had done wickedly, by rebelling against the Lord, not listening to the warnings of God's prophets whom he sent to help them get back on the right track. So because of their rebellion against God, they suffered the consequences of their sins. It wasn't God's fault that they were punished. They brought it upon themselves. They were enslaved. They were scattered abroad 
They, were, they suffered reproach and shame due to their unfaithfulness to a loving and righteous God who they knew, unlike the other nations of the world that were predominantly pagan and heathens, the people of Israel were God's chosen people. He's the one he chose to give the law of God, the Ten Commandments. It's one thing to know about God. It's another thing to know him personally. You can know about God. It's another thing to know him personally. Do you know him personally? Have you ever, do you have a personal relationship with God? Well, if you don't, you can, but you need to receive Jesus as your savior first. God's righteousness, but Israel's sin. Daniel confesses and understands totally that God is merciful, God is righteous, God is forgiving. And what happened to Israel was their own fault. The Lord our God is merciful and forgiven even though we have rebelled against him. We have not obeyed the Lord our God kept the laws he gave us through his servants and prophets, one of them being Moses. So as a consequence of turning away from God, and there's always consequences when we turn away from God, some of us know that from personal experience, refusing to obey God's commandments clearly laid out in the law of Moses, which they knew, it brought upon them the curses that's written in the law. In the Old Testament, you either receive blessings if you obey God, and if you don't obey God, you'll receive curses. That's the Old Testament. I'm thankful we're not living back then. Therefore, the curses and sworn judgments written in the law of Moses, the servant of God, has been poured out on us. See, he's including himself. He's not thinking he's anybody special. Us, because we have sinned against you. Now, even though God was very, very patient, there's a limit to his long-suffering. He'd sent Israel, the prophets, to warn the people to repent, to turn from their sins, yet they refused to listen to them. In fact, they put some of them to death, the very servants that God sent to them to help them get back into a right relationship with him. And just as God said to his servant Ezekiel, this is what God said to him, he said, the house of Israel, because God knows the beginning from the end, but he gave them an opportunity to turn from their sins. But he knew that they wouldn't. This is what happened. God said, the house of Israel will not be willing to listen to you, Ezekiel, since they are not willing to listen to me. 
the entire house of Israel certainly is stubborn and obstinate. Stubborn and obstinate. We could be like that too if we're not in a right relationship with the Lord. It's no different in our day. People haven't changed. Preachers like myself can preach till we're blue in the face that it won't make the slightest bit of difference to some people that hear the message that refuse to follow what the Bible teaches, what the Bible says. We can preach till we're blue in the face. Hopefully that won't happen. If it does, we have a nurse here that can hopefully revive me. So anyway, we can all be like that, stubborn and obstinate. It's in our nature. It's in our nature, the old nature. Thank God that we've got a new nature, amen? All right, so instead of receiving the blessings and the the peace and the favor of God, that's what he wants for, for everybody, the people of Israel brought disaster upon themselves. Why? Because of their wanton pride and rebellion. Rebellion, the Bible says, it's like the sin of witchcraft. Rebellion. And it's pretty common. But God wanted to give them peace. He wanted to give them the blessings. He wanted to show them favor. But no, they didn't want it. So they suffered the consequences. So Daniel acknowledges God's justifiable wrath. So we hear a lot about the love of God and that we, want, we all want to hear about the love of God because we know God is a loving God, but people don't want to hear about the wrath of God. And they brought the wrath of God on themselves, God's chosen people. So being a righteous man, Daniel pleads with God to turn his wrath away from them because they had learned their lessons the hard way. Sometimes, because we are stubborn and obstinate, we have to learn the lessons the hard way, don't we? Anybody can attest to that? Anybody can say amen? Uh, Yeah, that's me. I, I know. I've been there. And we suffer the consequences, but then we don't. People blame God for the circumstances that we've, the mess that we find ourselves in. Why me? Well, it's because of me. Amen? It's because of me. And they became, with the nations around them, they became a a laughingstock. You claim to be uh, the chosen people of God. Look at you now. Look at Jerusalem. Look, the temple has been demolished. What a joke. That's a bad testimony. A bad testimony. So, they learned, Daniel says, their lessons, their hard way. Now, Lord, who brought your people out of Egypt. So he's reminding the Lord, not that the Lord needs to be reminded because he knows everything. 
They need to, to be reminded of what God did for them back in Egypt and brought them out of slavery. But they, they soon forgot. They got, they got a short memory. You brought us out of Egypt by your mighty hand, who made yourself a name that endures to this day. We have sinned. We have done wrong. See? He's confessing. That's what we need to do. That's what we need to do every day. We need to confess our sins to God. He's doing that. Lord, in keeping with all your righteous acts, turn away your anger and your wrath from Jerusalem. It was absolutely decimated. The holy city of God was completely decimated, ruined. Your city, your holy hill, our sins and iniquities of our ancestors have made Jerusalem and your people an object of scorn to all those around us, all those heathen nations. Israel had become an object of scorn and derision. So Daniel pleads with God, remove the judgment because of your mercy, because of your forgiveness, because of your reputation. Remember, we are the people of Israel. We are God's chosen people for your own reputation. Help us, restore us, forgive us. He knew our God's enemies and Israel's enemies. He allowed them to be conquered, surround the holy city of Jerusalem, and completely destroy it. Not only that, they desecrated and demolished the holy temple of God designed to worship the true and living God. Not only that, they were forced to leave the promised land to live among the pagans in exile for 70 years in a foreign country that they knew nothing about to be enslaved again, just like they were back in Egypt. They hadn't learned their lessons, but Daniel's saying, Lord, I know 70 years is almost up. Let's start over. Give us a chance to start over. Thank God God gives us another chance to start over, amen? How many times have we let him down? But he, he allows us to start over. See, that's God's mercy. That's God's forgiveness. That's God's loving grace and mercy. The temple in Jerusalem laid completely in ruins. So Daniel begs the Lord, not for our sake, but for your sake, my God. Do not delay because your city and your people bear your name. Remember that. The people of Israel are God's chosen people. Never forget that. And those that bless Israel will be blessed. And those that curse Israel will be cursed. You want to be blessed? Then bless Israel. Jesus was a Jew. Never forget that. All right. So he was appealing, Daniel in prayer, to grant the people the opportunity to return to their land to start over, 
to be able to worship, to rebuild Jerusalem, not only to rebuild Jerusalem, but also rebuild the temple so that they could start to worship the true and living God once again. He said, not for our sake, Lord, but for yours. And uh, this is why the Great Commission, given by Jesus to the church, still stands. The mandate to go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. It's vitally important and very necessary. Why? Not just for people to be saved from their sins, which they ought to be and they need to be, but also when they become a believer in Jesus Christ, it's then and only then they can worship and praise the true and living God. Whereas before, they don't know who he is. They can't praise him. So God is being deprived of that praise and the worship that he deserves because they don't know who God is. You understand? This is why it's so necessary, so important to follow through. This is why we support missionaries in order to play our part, our role in Fulfilling the Great Commission to go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature so they can be saved and God can receive the glory. All right, I'm almost done. Daniel was not only looking to God for help, the people of Israel, but he was also curious to know what would happen in the future when they would finally return after those 70 years in captivity. Happy to report, Daniel did receive answers to his prayers. Just as James chapter 5, verse 16 says, and I'm going to read from the Amplified Version, the Bible, the Amplified Bible. Therefore, confess your sins to one another, your false steps, your offenses, and pray for one another that you may be healed and restored. We want to be healed and restored, don't we? We want to get back into a right relationship with the Lord. The heartfelt and persistent prayer of a righteous man or woman, a believer, is able to accomplish much when put into action and made effective by God, it is dynamic and can have tremendous power. That's the Amplified Version. The prayer of a righteous man availeth much. The fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. Daniel was a righteous man. He was a sinner. We know that because we're all sinners. But he was a righteous man, a devout man of prayer. And this prayer is like a good model prayer that we should follow because he starts off by confessing, confessing his sins. Now, confessing our sins, we need to do that. And then we need to follow what the people of Israel ought to have done, and that's follow God's commandments. And we can't keep the commandments unless we have the help of the Holy Spirit who's living in us. 
It can only be done by his help, through his help. But also our cooperation, our cooperation. We don't need to be stubborn and obstinate. We need to come in line with the Lord. All right, and then he'll answer our prayers. We'll get back on track where we should be. By believing faith, when we pray, we believe by faith that God will answer those prayers. And he will, if it's according to his will. But, and this is very important, we need to, if you forget about anything else that I've said, you need to remember what I'm about to say. This is vitally important. God will answer our prayers. But don't expect God to answer your prayers or my prayers if there's unconfessed sin in our life. Unconfessed sin. He will not answer the, our prayers if there's unconfessed sin and he will not answer our prayers if we hold bitterness or anger against others or another person. He will not answer those prayers. How do I know that? Well, the Bible tells me, and Jesus said this, and I'm going to close with what he said in Matthew chapter 6, verse 14 and 15. Take this to the bank. Whatever else you've learned this morning, never forget this. Jesus said, not my words, his, and he always told the truth because he is the truth. For if you forgive other people when they sin against you, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. Great. But if you do not forgive others their sins, your Father will not forgive your sins. Sobering, isn't it? Let's go to prayer. Lord, we're so thankful for your word, how we can understand it because of your Holy Spirit who lives within us. It's spiritually discerned because it's written and inspired by the Holy Spirit. And without your help, Lord, we, we cannot forgive others as you've forgiven us. And I say probably without exception, some of us, if not all of us, have been offended and sinned against. But you tell us to pray for our enemies. It's one of the hardest things we can possibly do, but we need to do it, to forgive those that have sinned against us. And when we go to prayer, let us remember, in order for you to hear our prayers, we need to confess our sins and we need your help to help us forgive others so that you will answer our prayers. We thank you for being here this morning.
and for teaching us from your word. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you again for tuning in. You can find our podcasts on Apple Podcasts and anywhere else you find podcasts. We'd love for you to join us at the First Baptist Church in Coleraine for Sunday morning worship at 11 a.m. We are located at 81 Foundry Village Road, Coleraine, Massachusetts. If you have any questions or inquiries, please feel free to call the church at 413-624-8886. Hope to see you soon. God bless.